You're listening to the Scottish Football Forum's podcast, Euro Special, the home of Euro 2020 banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forum's podcast, season 10, episode 84. And I do believe this probably will be the last of a long season. Um, much as the new season's probably next week, isn't it, or something like that. Um, so, I'm John, I'm your host, uh, joined by John, co-host. You good? Yeah, I'm feeling good today. Um, slightly getting over last night, but yeah, it's good. What happened last night? We'll talk about it later. Aye. Uh, we're joined by Chris. You good? Well, I'm getting used to losing. I well, you're, <laughs> you're a double loser. Unfortunately. Aye. But your big team's still in the tournament. Uh, I was joined by Scott from the Footy Blog Net. You good? Aye, brand new. Aye. Brand new. Right, good. I'm the optimistic uh, one, obviously. Always. Aye, well, optimistic Scott, yes. Um, so we've got two Johns, but we've also got two Scots tonight. Actually, we've got six Scots and one that's a bit Polish. So he's got banter, he's talented. I don't know why the fuck he's on this podcast. Scott McGill. We've got Scott McGill. Super Scott McGill. I just don't think you understand. <laughs> How you doing, Scott? Good, mate. I'm actually sitting here with other John. We're holding a gun to my head so I can talk. That's about it. <laughs> I was just... I, 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 you were saying before the podcast, he just tells you to retweet stuff and you retweet it. Ah, uh, that's it, mate. I think he, he's got, like, naked pictures of me that he keeps putting out now and again, so it's just to kind of keep me, in, keep me inside there. Yeah. Uh, if you want these, those naked pictures, it's OnlyFans forward slash Scott McGill. Uh, so <laughs> we also have a rose amongst thorns, or you could say a bunch of pricks. Erin, how you doing? Good, thank you. Tired and a bit deflated after yesterday, but fine. Aye, uh, don't worry. Uh, aye, we're also going to talk about it, about deflation and all that. and Aye, uh, we're like a bunch of us paws. Bring that up later as well, probably. So... Where shall we start? Who wants to start? Aye, nobody wants to start. We were full of hope last night. We were expecting, we were buzzing on Twitter, we couldn't sleep. But I'll, I'll start. You start, go. Uh, it's realism, do you know what I mean? That's, listen, I, I love the hype train, right? Like, can we just get something straight here? Right, I'm going to call you Bad Joke John from now on, right? Yes, only because you... I told you on WhatsApp that that was my new nickname, because I don't want no, yeah, F-bomb no, John. that never happened. I don't right? swear anymore. When I started doing this podcast again, you had no feelings towards the Scottish National Team at all. You'd fallen out of love, didn't yeah. have anything to... You know, oh, that was wrong. And then, fast forward, right, to the... Morning of the Czech game, and you were WhatsApping as you singing songs, everything. Videos right? of the boy and me. Everything, right? And then. It was before that. Now, I've no thought uh, about that one. I was supposed to go to the bloody Israel game, whenever that was, yeah. the game that was called off, and was it October time? Whenever as soon it, as we're out of the tournament, to you're fucking off the train. You're fucking. Nobody can see you. You're off the train. Fucking off the train. You can't even go on a train. You can't even go on a bus just now in COVID. 
I mean, for Scott, he's well, maybe in not, car. maybe not in the sticks in where you're living. He can't get public transport. <laughs> but uh, honest, listen, the Czech game was the biggest disappointment, right? Yes. That was my biggest disappointment. That was the game that I always looked at as the game that we could get something from. Then I think we got a good point against England, and then Croatia are a really good team, and people just seem to think, oh, they're, they're gone, they're past it. They're not. I mean, the, the two best players for me were Perisic and Modric, the world-class players. Oh, we've not got that even yet. you, I think, were saying they were a bit past it, but we're all saying they were past it, but it was actually... No, they're, not the same. they're probably not the same as the, the World Cup finalists, but they were still... You know, I, I think a lot of people look to the first two games, and if you look at the first two games, they were better than the Czechs were in that game against the Czechs that they had. And it was a dodgy kind of penalty decision that got them a draw. So, no, it's, I think it's a, a tournament we learn from. And as long as we learn from it, we get to more tournaments in, in the future. I'm not saying the World Cup, that, that you know, that, that may be a, a wee bit beyond us because of the group and how we've started. But I think, you know, for the next Euros, and then if we've got the same group of players, we'll have Robertson, McGinn, Gilmore will be older, Patterson, a few more coming through. And I don't see why we can't then qualify out the group stages of the next group, the next Euros. I think what we really needed um, was a really top player at the um, in the forward positions. That's where we're lacking. When you look at Wales, they've got Bale and Ramsey. I mean, you've just mentioned Modric and uh, and Perisic being two of those of uh, Croatia's. Um, our best two players are left backs. One of which is playing as a centre back and largely done well as a centre back, um, but. In the forward, no harm to Lyndon Dykes. Um, he's, he's a worker, but for top international level, he's not the answer. He's a short-term fix. She Adams looks as though he could do something, but is he top drawer? If he was top drawer, he'd be playing for England, let's be honest about that. I'm not saying I wouldn't have him in the team, of course I would, but um, if he had more about him, England would have called him up, and that's just the reality of it. We need to find a really top, top player Um that can create things in that team and a top, top player that can score goals. Um, we created lots of chances in the group, so it's not as if we were outplayed in any of the games. We probably created the most chances, but we only scored one goal from those chances, and I think that tells the story. But last night, we were just outplayed by a better team. I mean, they were World Cup finals three years ago. They're 14th in the world. We are what, 44th? So it's no surprise we lost that game last night. Aye, but we just thought we would win. We were at hand in two That was a thin minute. I went to the Czech Croatia game last Friday and see for what I saw, they could move the ball well, but they never had any killer instinct. I didn't think anyway. Obviously, Perisic's goal he cuts in. That was brilliant, but apart from that, I didn't really see much that we had to fear. And I think last night they've actually stepped up their game to another level to what I'd seen. And we, I don't know if we panicked or the, the emotion of the game was kind of getting there with the, all the long balls and we were weren't really playing the kind of football that we've been known to play recently and I think that's kind of fell away but we're better getting the ball in the deck and trying to get into feet and steady playing these long balls up to dykes and it works now and again but you need to vary your options Definitely The other thing I felt as well is we allowed see if you allow any team time and space in the ball they'll hurt you but if you allow a team as good as Croatia time in the ball it's like you may as well just that, bend you, over that has been a problem for 12 to 18 months. We have sat back on too many occasions. Like Israel, Austria games are creeping out of the mind where we allow the people, we allow the opposition chances to hit 
a shot from distance. The biggest problem, I think, in that aspect was we missed Ryan Jack, who didn't make the tour, obviously, with injury. He, he's against Serbia. He was pressing. He was the one that was coming out more and engaging. Um, so, yeah, that that is something that we certainly need to c- cut out because it's happened far too many times. If you, if you watch him... Sorry, if you watch, if you watch thought, a video... Oh, where do you go? Where do you go? Oh, sorry, sorry, I thought Kenny McLean was a miss as well. Like, I think he is... And as much because he was Aberdeen. I think he is good and creative. And when you see him playing for Norwich, he's just one of those players that I think really tries hard. And I think in the midfield, you needed someone moving about. That was the problem. I think not creative enough at all and struggling and players giving other players too much space. I don't know what the stats would have been on kind of run distances run and stuff like that, but Modric's goal yesterday. Well, Chris no loves idea. our start, don't you? Expected goals and all that, so you must have their starts. Don't start with expected goals. Does anyone like expected goals? I like goals, actual goals, not expected I goals. I don't see what expected goals gives you. It just tells you who's, who should have scored goals and didn't, and who wasn't expected to score goals but did, so who was jamming. And in mm. most of the other games, it was it was against us. We, we should have scored more. But we, we, we all know we should have scored more for what we've seen. And they, they go back to the, the earlier point about the, the, the Croatians. See, when you're like an aging team, what you want to do is pass the ball, let the ball do the work. You don't want to be running about. When we were in their faces, they were rattled every single time. We just didn't do it enough. And the, the second goal was a perfect example of what happens when you just let them play. They were able to pass that ball around the edge of your 18-yard box, eventually got it to Modric, who had all the time in the world, to hit it with outside his boot. So it's a blind finish, but he should Mod- never get anywhere near that time. Modric had time to tie his shoelaces before he had that as well, mm. if you noticed. Can I say the one thing, though, about Modric? People say time, this, that, and the next thing. There's a reason why he's world-class, and he has been, and that's because he can dip in and out of you know, people's eye line, and he creates that space for himself. Now, I'm not saying he should have had all that time in the world for the shot or during the game. He did seem to pick up a lot of loose, but you know, a lot of time in the ball without anybody near him. But there is a reason for that. You know, he is very intelligent. It's not just because we've switched off. His 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 movement off the ball is brilliant. But see, for the goal, it's schoolboy stuff. We've given him so much time, as you've said. You can actually see him lining up the shot before the ball comes to him. It's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. Everyone saw that coming. Hundred mm. percent. Should be a put a man on him. I, I don't. I don't think I said this in the chat last night. I don't think we would expect some players high up the pitch because usually he's the one that's taking the balls off the centre box. Whereas Brozovic did that job, and Modric was effectively a number ten free roll. He was he, able to do what he wanted. Did he play higher up the pitch because we let him? Because we were I think he, back so far. I think it was a tactic from Croatia. Because they were because they before remembered as well before this game they were struggling in front of goal, whereas they scored three against us last night and it's basically because Modric threw back the years and played like he played at Tottenham back in the day because that's how he was I like think, Tottenham he wasn't that type of player as you thought uh, like as a Real Madrid. I think part of the reason why he played higher up the pitch because Croatia knew we didn't have a holding midfielder like Ryan Jack in there. Um, as decent as our midfielders are, none of them have that defensive insight. Cal McGregor had a good game last night, but he's not a natural holding midfield player. John McGinn is not a natural holding midfield player, although he's played a wee bit deeper for Villa this season. And Stuart Armstrong um, is obviously not a holding midfield player either. Um, and that was a bad call by Steve Clark to put him back in the starting lineup because he did nothing in the Czech Republic game and I've said before this system that we play 
does not suit um, Stuart Armstrong's game. If you're going to play Stuart Armstrong in the starting 11, it's got to be like a 4 3 3 or 4 2 3 1, where he can be the number 10 effectively. But he's not going to be the number 10 for Scotland because of John McGinn. But, um, he's not the only one that um, underperformed last night, but he shouldn't have been starting that game. But um, to go back to Scott's point, um, there was no question that Ryan Jack was a miss in that game and in particular against. Uh, um, the, the Czech Republic as well because he didn't have that play with that defensive insight and of course we missed Billy Gilmore of course because of the whole Covid thing although somehow that ruled out two English players um, that he talked to for 20 minutes but nobody else hit the 25 in our squad he was away with for last couple of weeks That's because we had that magic TARDIS bus which was bigger on the inside than the outside so they were actually able to be two metres apart going to and from the game Well maybe Billy Gilmore's mum and dad took him to the games you don't know Chris <laughs> They're isolating for 10 days <laughs> I like his mum. Like, she was crying when he was getting his Man of the Match award. I was really pleased for her. Yeah, if we're talking about crying, Scott McGill, you have made me cry because it's the first time I heard your song, I was a blubbering wreck. Yeah, we need to bring it in straight away. We don't even talk about it. And how many minutes we in? There was, there was, there was generally no official anthem, was there, for this tournament for Scotland? No. I know, Mate, just, I- I know just here, it should have been you. I like I, I like the love the LaFontaine's tune as well, by the way, but Scott, your tune, it did. Generally, I had a, a tear in my eye first time I listened to it. I'd actually probably much any time I listened to it. It's a good thing though. John, I sat there with the I don't know if you will remember when well, I went viral with the yes, sir, I can boogie in the David Marshall thing after we qualified last year. And I sat in the song and I was trying to release it for months on end. And you had to get had to get the licenses for the, the Saturday night David Marshall thing. And it was just kept hitting, kept it in the back door and I was getting nowhere with it. And then um I came back one night and says, Do you know what? It's gobbed. I'm not gonna get it out for the tournament now. Give up Matt. I sat there one Sunday and I went to the I went to the pub with my pals, came back bluttered, and then you just start thinking about Scotland and the Euros. What you've missed for twenty three years. See the emotions that you get, and see see the moments that these boys got over the last week. That's what that's what everybody dreams of as a wee boy, and that's what came back to me when I wrote the song. Yeah, you're just thinking about the raw emotion. If you're the best player for your country on the day, out of five million people, how good should that? How good does that feel? And that's just where the song came for me. And then I woke up the next morning, and then <laughs> I'd sent it to all my pals. Quite a quite a rough edit, yeah. <laughs> I but, take yeah, it that Sunday I, you had pints, more pints and tonic wine. Uh pretty much, mate. Aye. Well see all these all these phrases. I actually I spoke to send them in. What they thought eh, they watched in Scotland. See the amount of folk that sent me in pints, pints <laughs> and blue <blitters>, pints. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember back in the day, like, we've talked about this because that's all been the same. John, the campaign with Italy, France, Ukraine, and it was Saturdays, every home game was a Saturday. It was pints, more pints and I remember being out from about 12 o'clock in the day and you're lucky if I was getting home at 6 the following morning uh, absolutely reeking of fog, stinking of booze what greatest days of my life apart from obviously my, my wife just not get it. just in case she started listening sometimes now so I better get that in uh, well, see when I didn't mean to speak about myself but see when releasing that song I was wanting to bring it for charity because I was going to do that with the with the um, yes sir I can boogie thing as well because see like 
watching Scotland, I think there's a lot of agree with me. It's like a family thing, it's a community thing. It's no you know, it's no tri- it's no tribalism as such where when you're watching your own club playing where you can sit and talk to your pals after it and you're slating each other for days about their team. Everybody's united. And That's why I thought was... last night. Like, I forgot. There was people on the train chatting just generally about players and stuff and people were saying I Scott McKenna wasn't maybe the best. And we were saying that we got we thought it was a good deal when we sold them and stuff. And people started then chatting about who they all supported. I forgot everyone's got, like, their own clubs that go back to an August. And, like, some of these people, like, you see them at games and they're the opposition fans. I forgot everyone had their own... Clubs. I've always been club over country, but it was actually really nice to have like actually everyone behind the same team and enjoying it. And there was a good mix of fans from lots of different clubs there. Even Rangers? I didn't come across any action. Uh, I had friends that were at the game that were Rangers fans, so yes, even Rangers. Oh, aye, Scott, you'd be a party pooper, aye. aye. You've like got friends that are Rangers fans? <laughs> I was a Rangers fan. You. And then you've changed, but you've changed your mind. It's called being a Rangers fan when Rangers stopped existing. I stopped being a Rangers fan when I started writing about football. So because I was no just longer, happened. I was no longer fanatical about any football team. Just happened to be twenty twelve. But that's true though about Scotland because even like you see the kids and obviously kids and all that, you go by teams that are winning, successful, and all that type of thing. When was the last time before this tournament you seen folk with Scotland tops and all that for years? Whereas now everyone's doing tops. You mentioned it, I think, Chris, in your, your blog that you released today. But all get the tops. The young kids like my lad and all that, his pals, they're all in their, like, teenagers in their 20s. Never seen Scotland do anything, really, at all. They're loving it. They're now on the, I want to go and watch Scotland. I want to be Scottish. I'm proud to be Scottish. You're always proud to be Scottish anyway, but... Aye. The only, the only sad part of that is the amount that parents have to fork out for the kit. For the kids, for the kids, uh, where we they said, I always said about the, the start of the tournament that the prices were ridiculous. Uh, Adults had to fork out a lot for their tops as well. To be honest, I thought it was a lot. Uh, no, it was that exactly? I was I was actually talking about kids that were getting adult prices, so it is the same for adults. Um, oh. But yeah, it, I think yeah, they were pricing. Do you know what's mental though? Yeah. Like I mentioned before, JD Sports. Didn't have any retro tops. It's just the brand new ones. Whereas online, mm. you can get every retro top under the sun. Yeah. Why not? They, they would have made a fortune because no everyone shops online. People still like to go to the shops. I went, I think, again last week, wherever I was. Uh, I don't know where I was. But it was in JD Sports in Scotland, anyway, somewhere. Or you could get home top of white top, but that was it. Yeah. Oh, in Silverburn, they just had the, the home top and the white top. Didn't have any of the training gear, but just up in the shopping centre Sports Direct, you know, there's a wee kind of bit before you go up the stairs. They had all the retro tops out that wee bit. Oh, did they? Yeah. Now you tell me. Direct. Now you tell me, I. I saw some good retro ones last night. There's a lot, a lot of good tops there. Aye, that that Gordon Smart who was doing the Scotland HQ thing for um, ten days, he had a retro top every every single day, and it was it was great. The the, the range is terrific, as I say. I've got the Italian ninety one, um, and the, the quality is uh, is brilliant. And uh, obviously, I've seen some of the guys with like the Euro ninety six one. It just looks good. Who was he not doing that for the official Scottish national team Twitter? Because I know Bad Joe yeah. John's got something to say about that. Oh, here by the way, taps off, tops on, tops off, tops on. Aye, so in my wisdom yesterday, we're trying to promote this. When we were doing this since Serbia game, maybe, I think we started it. Went really well and all that type of thing. Uh, Folk were liking the pictures, sharing the pictures and all that. So yesterday I thought, let's make it the biggest ever. 
So I went on Euro 2020, their official Twitter replies, got a few people saying, aye, good stuff and all that, liking it. Then what we get to about five o'clock, I'm just finishing my work. Chris sends me a message. What's going on here? We've been hijacked by the Scottish national team. Oh, what top are you wearing for the game tonight? They've not done that for any other game. The scumbags. <laughs> and I love the Scots, Scottish national team, but whoever's doing the Twitter, well, I'm having words with you. Square goal. Now, <laughs> John Square goal with the SFA. <laughs> did they, and well, did they not do something else as well? They don't steal something else, don't you? Oh, don't we? What else did they steal? They, they, they did steal something else, but I can't remember what it was. Their media team's um, really up their game over these oh, yeah, times. Oh, they have, because they've been pinching all their ideas. <laughs> it's been quite fun, hasn't it? Like, Twitter's been great, everyone's excited. It has actually been really good, and obviously last night, not great, but the last couple of weeks, so last November, I think, it was like a few days around qualifying stuff, and then for the past few weeks, it has actually been brilliant. And I think after the past 15 months... This is exactly what we needed. I think mm. everyone was actually feeling so much better. And people getting to go to the games and people watching them, people able to go out to the pub and just stuff to actually look forward to. And even for people who don't really like football, I think like there is an atmosphere of Scotland's actually at something. Everybody apart from Chris, you've not changed at all, Chris, have you? You've always just been that kind of middle of the road, no happy, no sad. Kidding? I was the one that was tweeting Doa Deer last night. There's <laughs> oh, <laughs> another one. You know how you know my thoughts on that song. But I, last night I'd have loved any song if we'd won. No. But it was good. It's, it, it's interesting there in mentions, you know, people not even liking the you know, football getting in there because my wife cannot stand football and she voluntarily put a Scotland top on for the England game last week, which just shows that even she was getting um, excited by it. I put my mum and auntie last night. They're sitting there. They've watched all three games and they've never had an interest in football. See, see the penalty shootout against Serbia. My mum was talking on the phone to my granddaughter the way through it. And I'm like, I'm stressed to the match. What is here? And she's going, oh, aye, aye, coordination straight to chase tonight. And I'm going, shut up. We've all got a relative that does that, don't we? You're about, you sit down to watch a football. Ding dong. Oh, for fuck's sake. But there's a whole new generation as well, and I'm not even talking about like little kids. I'm talking about I mean, my nephew's 22, and he's never seen that with Scotland before. He's a big Celtic supporter, and he'll love going to Celtic games and all the rest of it. But he's got into you know he. I was watching England game with him, and he's he would, I know on his stomach trying to watch it. He was crazy. He just was kicking every ball, and it was delightful to see. I need to ask Scott, but you ever attempt to go busking down at Wembley? Because you'd, you'd have probably made about a million, I think. Me? No, that. John, I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good for you. That's your first joke in a podcast, ever, I think. <laughs> <laughs> One more than you yeah. then, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was informed. I've been informed today. Don't you steal me thunder? Yeah, I I, I don't know about you, but I had, I had the accommodation on that book, but I just didn't fancy it the way everyone was in it. Eh? It's just, yeah. I don't know. It just put you off going down, I think. But, yeah. but I think we've all missed out on such, some experience. Like, imagine everyone was open and we could have went down for playing a major, a major finals down there. That would have been incredible to see. Like, I know. We, we took over that stadium as it was and it was at a limited capacity. Imagine what we could do at, at full. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. It was the Wembley. I actually didn't think Hamden felt that empty last night. It looks quiet on the TV, but actually there wasn't actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. 
because I thought a quarter full it's going to be really noticeable there won't be much noise it'll feel really weird but actually it wasn't too bad I think they did the best they could out of that and I think they actually went to everybody that likes a drink and says, um, do you want to come across for a party? I don't think they were even there for the football. Like, they were all just singing and shouting all night, weren't they? <laughs> and they were in for about what, three hours early, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> what, time, what time did you have to win that, Erin? I was half night. six or seven, but I'm um, apparently late for everything. People tell me this. And um, so I just thought, surely you just go when you like. And actually, they were absolutely fine about it. I'd heard it was pretty chilled. Um, and we were probably there about... 10 past 7, and they didn't care at all. And it's quite good because actually there was quite a few people arriving similar times, but it was all pretty smooth. I was quite impressed. I think they actually organised it really well. So how long did it take for you to get to the stadium and then inside the stadium? So I got off the train around Florida and then like 15, 20 minutes. 10 minutes kind of walk around to the entrance. Five minutes to get in, not even that. Because that sounds just the same as the, the Olympics when I went for the Olympics. So it doesn't sound as if it's actually taken... But then maybe it was full capacity for the Olympics, so maybe that's... I thought it was well-organised, quite smooth. Like, all obviously set up to try and have people moving and going in. Yeah, I was quite impressed. That's probably because you were for organising it as opposed to SFA. There's no free buses, free trains and all sorts happening, whereas that never happens with a Scotland game. And you get a free bus sometimes now. You don't get free trains. With your tickets, there was transport from like Glasgow Central to Mount Florida and stuff, and it was all quite well organised going back, like queues and stuff, they had them all set up. Good. I helped people warning because the pie stall wasn't open, but I've been at Hamden plenty of times and the pie stall seems to shut quite early though, so it would have been just a normal, normal night at Hamden for me. If yeah. it was no oh, Aaron, actually, wait a minute. There's actually, more water. This is what we really want to know, actually. So we found out the Czech Republic game, John was at the game, lucky enough to be at the game. <laughs> his, his wife made him a wee part lunch, brilliant part lunch of plain ham sandwich. No butter. However... No, there was butter. There was uh, butter. Oh, there was butter, right. But Aye. something that he revealed off air that we're bringing in now, he had burger sauce on it, but he wasn't. He was too afraid to tell us on the podcast. Well, looking at Ern's face, that's why I didn't. I'm really confused. Burger so bread? Sauce. What kind of bread? Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's just Warburton's bread. White brown, the, the middle white, version. Toasty, super. White, white, oh, so crack bread. That's what I call that. Crack bread. What is the like? Uh, thin like Warburton's one. Okay, and then ham, like a nice ham. Yeah, Tesco's. Mm-hmm. Finest. Huh? <laughs> Not the finest, but... Why are we discussing this again? Because <laughs> we, we, uh, uh, I'm building it up. I'm showing that I can be funny. This is all I'm doing. Then, so and then, so bread, ham, no butter, fine. Actually, not a big fan of butter and sandwiches. Nah, I had butter. Yeah. You said you had butter. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, fine. So butter, ham, fine. That's fine. And then just on top of the ham, like that burger relish, like the Heinz burger sausage. <laughs> And then bread on top and then cut in half yep. triangle or square, rectangle. Rectangle. Are there triangles? Did she get your rectangles? In two halves of like two, two rectangles. Halves. Right. So the question for you, Erin, is did you take a part lunch with you for your dinner at the game? No. No. 
Right, okay. But to be fair, you'd have been, um, it was after tea time when you went, so you'd have been I'd had it. some dinner before the game, so it was fine. What did you have? I didn't get, I didn't get it off of because I was I at half 11. quite a nice cheese and bacon burger, and there was actually burger sauce on that, but that's because it was a burger. Yeah, and it was quite nice. Oh, this is a debate that's been going about Twitter, though, and a lot of places are doing it now. Was it a brioche bun? Yeah, I actually don't mind a brioche bun. Nice. I like it. So who's in, who's brioche bun, who's in, who's out? I'm out. No, I'm in. In. Oh, yeah, in. 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 But what kind of bun are you using otherwise? That one with all the little seeds on the top? You could, bun, bun, right? you could just use a roll. What, like, you, like, like a roll like a roll. Like a roll morning roll. Uh, I'm right, a big fan of a morning roll with a burger. Like. Right, so you just have a... I'll take a sausage roll. If there's a burger, I'll take any roll. I'll take a sausage roll with a burger. If it can't be a brioche roll, though. You have to differentiate between your, like... So a roll and sausage, you can't have the same roll for a burger. It's two completely different. No. How, how can't you? Oh come on! Bread's bread, isn't it? Exactly. No bread. No, but you wouldn't have a burger and two slices of bread, would you? No. What would you not have? Well, if there was no rolls, if there was no roll, you'd obviously, you'd obviously see. This is you've obviously been a posturing because when you were a student, you would. T- I would. I mean, I think I made a concoction once: a super noodles, Campbell's meatballs, and toast, and thought it was a delicacy. <laughs> what actually is quite nice the Heinz you know the tinned ravioli on toast actually quite nice but only that Warburton's the orange one the toasty thick one yeah I had that for yeah. lunch to be fair so actually <laughs> a 10 out of 10 dinner so if you've missed the first half hour of the podcast welcome to the Scottish Gourmet <laughs> podcast for all your but I do like, there is a lot of debate about like what's like food at stadiums food exactly. at grounds who's good I actually think that's a big part of it because Killy quite disappointed going down, no pies. Dundee, I'll pies are okay. I think it is important because sometimes you go to the game it's and you went, for a Killy pie. Not the same though, is it? Because like, no, it's not it's the same. Not the same. Not the same. And sometimes when you go to the game, you need See, 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 sometimes it'd be nice to have more of a variety of food at the stadium rather than just, just pies and hot dogs. Exactly. Yeah, like stop. ham sandwiches and burger sauce. <laughs> Not <laughs> that. <laughs> John, I'm just want know, John, I'm just wanting to know what kind of yogurt your missus gave you your beef pipe lunch when she sent you to school. <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones in the little so tubes. A wee fruit. A wee fruit. A wee fruit. A wee fruit. No, because you can't bring the spoon in, can you? So no, exactly. Food. <laughs> 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 I, uh, we've had this debate. How can you not bring the spoon in? Are we attacking people with spoons? But no, it was metal detectors, so you wouldn't have got a spoon mm. in, I don't think. What was it, a plastic spoon? Ah, they've no thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 it's, but it's a plastic <laughs> bag, so they'll see the spoon, they'll say, no. What we do is taking people's eyes out with plastic spoons. Why can we not take a plastic spoon into the football? If you were at a game, let's say in normal circumstances, and you turn around and people are maybe having a little pie or whatever, and somebody's eating a yogurt with a plastic spoon <laughs> in his pocket, he would not be back. I was at an Aberdeen game once. Yeah, there's some plastic visual games. I've seen someone run out a pie and eat it with a bloody knife. Eh, not a knife. That would be, to be fair, the pies at Aberdeen, you often need a spoon And I was like, gee whiz, what's going on here? But no, but they actually had it with them. They have food in the catering. Yeah, the problem is either very dry or liquidy. There's nothing mm. worse they're, than a dry. They're not, I will admit, they're not great. They're not good pies. Sadly, they're not good. But apparently there's been a change in catering. So, see how that goes. Yes. Can um, I just oh, throw this one into the mix? The aye, best so pie. 
you'll get in Scottish football, well, isn't there a pie? It's a steak bridey to um, Dunfermline. Yeah. Stevens of Bakers. Unbelievable. Honestly, I, God. That, I thought the 4 4 ones were really good, actually. I like the steak and chorizo pies at St Johnston. I've never tried one. I want one. I want steak one. Steak and chorizo. Oh, I did try one from somewhere incredible. recently, but not not at them at Park. Really good. But back in the day when St Johnston was Craig's big team on this podcast, he used to bang on about the pies at St Johnston. Always, always said <laughs> Oh, here actually, let's have a go at Craig while we're at it as well. So, Greg, old member of the podcast, and Craig talking yesterday on uh, Twitter. Did a wee uh, reply asking him some stuff. So Craig says he doesn't like hot food. <laughs> like does, it surprise hot food. You? does it surprise you? Craig does not like hot food. Like any hot super noodles. Like... He was talking about super noodles. Yeah, let's buy. Go into detail. So you, you give the detail. How about toast? Is toast a hot food? Well, it was it was on the back of super noodles. So basically, his lunch break, super noodles. He's buying them in the microwave. I've never buyed them, I've never put them in my microwave, always on the pan. Uh, three minutes, is it? Suppose like Greg was giving them the instructions. Three minutes, then you let them cool down or something like that, then another, whatever. Uh, and yeah, Craig does not like hot food. Greg did ask him if he only had three minutes for his lunch, because surely you give him time, time to cool down. No, I do not like hot food. That is a statement. But if you said to me one person in the world who doesn't like hot food, I probably would say it would be Craig. I've seen Craig eat a sausage supper. Straight, straight, <laughs> yeah, straight. but had he just bought it or did he had? I was, I was with him. Three I days old. Him. And, it was, and, and it's actually relevant because it was at the Chippy near Hamden. I can't name it for advertising rights unless they want to hear some, some free fish. And is it a good chipper? So would it be likely to be hot? Uh, it was decent. Uh, the only thing is, before a Scotland game, you don't know how long well, they'd be constantly getting them out, wouldn't they? It was a capacity crowd back in the day. So I ha- I've, eat- I've seen him eat hot food. So this must be a, a recent thing. Just saying. I think the listeners of the podcast are really <laughs> caring about what <laughs> we eat. I, I, I think, I think this, this might be... This last 20 minutes has just been about food, by but the way. Maybe he's had, had a bad experience with hot food then, like in the interim. Well, I can understand why. If you go to Greg's, right, there's nothing worse at Greg's. You go to Greg's, you're looking forward to your sausage roll and it burns the roof of your mouth. So like that, scalding hot, bad. But like to say you don't like hot food. Like I don't think that would put you off all hot food for life, for life would it? Because no, everyone's been there when you think, you know, you think this dinner looks brilliant and you're really hungry and then you think, oh, I've done that to myself. But I would then think I'm not going to eat hot food. I would just think well, maybe next time. He's clearly, just, he's clearly just scalded himself because he's just trying to scoff it as soon as he's out the microwave. Like that's what Even then, I, I would rather have the... The, the burnt the mouth pie than the or oh, bitten into it and it's still half frozen. Oh yeah, that's 100%. the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So if we got back to the football, what were we? <laughs> Does it ruin it? And like, are we meant to? Is this meant to be some kind of illusion of when this is being recorded or something? And like, will it ruin it if I mention other games that are being played and what scores are? Well, I was just, I was just <laughs> looking. I said, oh, so that's what you're doing with your your fancy iMac. I've got my wee tablet here, and I can I'm just keeping. No live. We're no live, but you can. Unless they're watching it later. Tell me, tell me Mbappe scored because I I seen him getting that penalty and I no, score, him and Ronaldo. Ronaldo scored twice for France. So I've got Mbappe as the golden boot scorer, and mm. um, there's an offer where every time your golden boot scorer scores, yeah, you get a three pound fee back. Sky bet, yeah. Scored yet? <laughs> and he's not done a thing all tournament. Ronaldo scored two penalties for Portugal. Aye, typical manscape champion of the, the year. I took it. 
fantasy football, so we need to get the supernova tennis we're in. Uh, sponsoring the fantasy football. I use my limitless chip thinking folk have got things to play for. Portugal are playing France. That'll be a boring nil nil probably. What's the limit? I'm not I'm not involved in this. What's the limitless chip? Like a wild card? Aye. You've got a wild card and you've got a limitless chip. So the limitless chip you can use and it's as many changes as you want for that round. Oh, but like the free hit in the Aye. usual one. Then your team reverts back. So I'm putting in Germany players. I'm putting in Spanish players. I'm putting in three Scottish players. More feel me. I'm putting in all the ones I think they've something to play for. And I, Ronaldo scores two goals. Spain won 5 0 earlier, right? That's brilliant. You've got an attacker in your team from Spain. No, no, me. I've got fucking Marata. Paul Torres comes on. He's in my Marata team. Marata missed a penalty, I think. Hi, well. thank you, Aaron. I know that one. Paul Torres. I wasn't sure could say. Paul Torres in my team. He comes off the bench. Oh, we had it. Oh, it's 2 all in Germany, Hungary, now, by the way. Uh, yeah. Paul Torres. I feel like I'm Jeff Sterling here. Paul Torres comes on. We had her. Oh, not just a single deflection, he'd have got the goal. Double deflection off the bloody defender and the keeper. You're telling Steve Clark what to do? <laughs> Steve You're Clark? Right? You see where Steve is... Clark is at the fantasy football? He's bottom. There is absolutely no, like, it's bizarre. Like, I absolutely could not manage, like, a team. I appreciate that. But I never have more confidence in my ability. I'm, when I'm doing fantasy football, I think, I could do this job so easy. He's like, great subs, great. Well, you didn't even All know the... with a limitless chip, so there you go. That's because I've not been in the Euros one because it oh. kind of passed me by when I was like getting all excited about it. I was doing my sticker book actually. Oh, I must stick a book done as well as the uh, Scotland at Euros. It's nowhere near completed. It's quite expensive. It's a very big financial yeah. commitment, a sticker book. I know, but I could cost about £900 to fill. Please don't say that. Is that true? <sighs> Might be exaggerating slightly. But my fantasy team's so bad, I should have stuck to the sticker books. <laughs> do, you, do, you want, do you want a start for the night's games, by the way? That's probably one of my favourite ever stats. Yes. Benzema has scored in 46 minutes and 44 seconds twice. Because he scored just Ooh. before half time and the second minute injury time, and he scored oh, in the second minute. The second that's minute. a pop question. Get that in your locker. Get that in your locker, everyone. Oh, I that. like that one. I'm Get that, that one in your locker for the that, pub That's up there with Sean Rooney 32 twice. <laughs> We've got double days. So Germany are now second in the group. So they can play England. Germany can knock out England. That's what we want, isn't it? Really? I, well, Given that they were losing to Hungary, I'm not sure they will knock out England. Well, it's too old. It's too old. Germany's well, too old, Hungary. Yeah, they've come mm. back. Mind you, I'm on, I'm on fucking delayed coverage. Um, so are you watching it on proper TV? No, I'm actually not watching it because that felt rude. I'm just on BBC Sport. <laughs> I can see it's too old. Is it too old in the normal TV? Too old as well, but they've come back <laughs> twice. So I'm not convinced that also, Germany is actually as good as people think. I've got France to win it and I've got Spain in the work sweep. But as my dad pointed out when I told him I had Spain, it's not 10 years ago. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I, I, I think I might put my hands up here and say that I might have been the one that said Spain don't score goals anymore. What about the first to one be, today? See, to be fair, um, they were up against Slovakia. Um, I still can't believe Slovakia have got three points in this section. Um, I neither can I. Thanks for the me. <laughs> no worries, mate. Um, but, <laughs> but, oh, but I saw them in Nations League, they were hopeless. <laughs> there are teams with zero points, so we're not we've not been the worst. I consolations are that. Scott, what were you gonna say, Miguel? Before I was you just gonna say about that first goal. First goal there for Spain, the keepers actually put it in his end net. After making a penalty save. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did Bravka I mean yeah, the storming game against Scotland in that um twenty seventeen game at Hamden where we, it was a uh, Martin Scott long goal that 
that Dubravka was outstanding that night. Nothing was getting by him until Skirtle turned up. But tonight he's <laughs> obviously started well and then had an absolute shocker. Mm. Yeah, look, we've moved here from like the Gourmet podcast to Saturday scoreboard. <laughs> Take a drink oh, for and, every um, time there's a goal or something like that. Oh, and uh, Scotland's um, tradition of mixed scorers continued again last night in the Euros. So that's oh, now five, oh. five scorers Chris, all mixed. Chris. Although, that's a nice little start, isn't it? Uh, that, but Chris that, isn't that, buying that, it. That start started with a Karine own goal. McCarrion. It wasn't called a Karine own goal at the time. We don't have this debatable goals panel anymore. I feel like it's I do think that's a nice stat that, yeah, it's all the fifth one and that's mixed. Good. So, so you're 2024, we're going to have McAdams and uh, McDates. <laughs> there we go. He's got the name for it. It's our name for it. You can get on the plane for Qatar. On for Euros. What Euros. are we going to do? Let's say let's just say World Cup, hypothetically, but what are we going to do striker-wise? I, I, I thought you were going to ask <laughs> drinking-wise because it's in Qatar. But we're not going, are we? No, no chance. And if we don't qualify, if we don't qualify, we can say it's because we don't agree with their um, their human rights principles. That's why we decided not to go. Well, here's a thing. Here's a thing to it as well. Talking about human rights and all that type of thing. It's Pride Month, isn't it? It's still Pride Month in Germany. I said this to the missus at the first game. I said, "Noyers winning a wee Pride armband," because everyone else is winning the respect ones and all that. And she was like, "No, it's nothing to do with that." Even though she did say Germany are very tall. And was it today? They wanted to do the Ali Anzarida in the, the rainbow and they weren't allowed. UEFA didn't. I think they it. have done it though. It was no. Hungary that said, I think Hungary said, said no, I think. So UEFA, UEFA said they weren't going to let them do it at the stadium they're playing it in Munich because it's a political statement against Hungary. It's not just about showing solidarity for the LGBTQ plus whatever plus. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, community. But they did light up other stadiums in Germany and somebody during the Hungarian anthem at the start of the game ran on with the, the rainbow flag and waved it at the Hungarian team. They got <laughs> quickly huckled, but uh, nice to was it Was it George or Zippy? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Give that one, John. <laughs> it's taking your turn to get one. Yeah, I saw, I did see pictures, so yeah, it must have been other ones, but I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, it's good. Mm. But UEFA brought out a statement not long ago trying to defend the fact of letting um, Neuer wear the armband. And it just, it just seemed like a soulless statement they brought out. Short corner, right enough, but there was no, no substance to it at all. Like. Uh, I think some folk thought it was maybe for UNICEF. Is UNICEF not similar colours, maybe? If I got that wrong? They sometimes do no, they're blue, yeah. I don't know, somebody else saying, I don't know who it was, but... Uh... I just think if two club, if one club says we would like to do something in solidarity with the other club that we're playing to support them, I think it's quite difficult to say no. Sorry, you can't do that. Hmm. So I think it's I think it's probably poor. You should know being Aberdeen fans because we had to sit through the loving cup at Ibrox. But actually, put an end to that. You can't be drinking out cups together, can you? That's finished. <laughs> I'll be done. COVID's definitely stopped certain things, I think, and that must be one of the casualties. That's good, that's good to be one I of I said COVID's good. Is that the advert for COVID? COVID's good. <laughs> no, but I think people will do things very differently. So people might start washing their hands. It looks like people weren't ever doing that before. People will stop, like, spitting all over birthday cakes before people eat them. Spitting over birthday cakes? <laughs> You've seen people blowing out candles. It's not... I don't think that's hygienic. And that'll be stopping. 
Depends I'll, if you like your family or no. <laughs> if you like, cake, no if you like cake too much, how people much do you like cake? You, <laughs> you know, if you're in a pub and you get a nice cocktail, people won't be saying, oh, can I taste that? No, of course you can't. I only go, John, because I've got yeah, I was just going to say, see, to be fair, most people are trying to be uh, more hygienic with washing hands, etc. but they're, they're still a younger generation who are swapping masks with each other. That's just... And then they wonder how they get a positive COVID test. Who's doing that? Oh, do you know what's a shame though? Like usually you would have like two like international games and you would have like fans swapping tops and all that. You can't do that, obviously. I heard Billy Gilmore was running about shaking the hands of the England team on Friday night. Just to try and get them it. It's like the what was the everyone had at school you had to eat he's got the thin way touch, whoever the person was. You know what I mean? And someone yeah. touched you and you have got the whatever touch it is. But see the thing with these COVID tests as well. I mean, people are getting tested positive when they don't even have symptoms. I mean, John Fleck um, had um, a positive test, but he never had any symptoms in the whole time that he was isolating. So he just basically sat in his room for two weeks. Didn't I? Played FIFA. Hi. Loving the dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thanks obviously didn't get any minutes to get on um, in the Euros because he might have played had he had some form of mm. match practice behind him. I'd have played them yesterday before I played Armstrong anyway. Just to sit in that hole, yeah, that's where he plays, isn't it? Uh, I, I thought we might see Turnbull, given he'd played quite well in the, the warm-up games as well, but he'd never get any minutes in the tournament either. And mm. Ryan Christie seemed fairly... What was going on yesterday with him? Is What's wrong with him? <sighs> the full last season. Originally <laughs> 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 five million trip from Morocco. He was quite good against the Czech Republic. Mm. He was one of the better ones. Mm. I've, I've watched them for a full season there and I swear to God I don't think I could cope with watching them playing with Scotland putting me through the same kind of pain watching them hitting, hitting shots for 25 years out when they can play the pass it's unbelievable I suppose on that note we maybe focus on positives again with Clark he's maybe tried to pick folk that in form he's done what he can we've all been saying pick folk in form like club form as opposed to international form because if you picked an international form there's no doubt Ryan Christie would be on the first name of the team sheet Mm-hmm. He was for the first yeah. game, to be fair. Um, uh, so he's maybe learned for that, Clark, in some ways. Um, Billy Gilmore would have started yesterday, surely, if he'd been fine. Aye, Clark admitted that, that. I think it would have been the same team for Friday had it not been for mm. Gilmore's obviously COVID test. Yeah, I've heard rumours of Billy Gilmore going out on loan to Norwich, apparently. Newcastle as well, I've heard. Is that the other option? I Aye. actually think that would be really good for him because he'll play. And that's his best chance of actually playing at really high level, I think, by getting some game time in, because he's obviously great, but he is still pretty young. As long as it's not Newcastle, I don't see that. You know, Newcastle's a club at the moment that's just, you know, they, they, don't, like, they don't like Bruce. So, you know, it, it, you know Norwich, they play a, a, a decent brand of football. I'd prefer it to be Norwich. Yep, oh, Mike Ashley's there, Newcastle's toxic. Mm-hmm. Also, if he goes to Norwich, he'll have Kenny McLean. Um, who else? Grant Hanley. Grant Hanley, yeah. Jinx. Nice. Scott jinxed them where they blog, didn't you? Well, I'm just surprised <laughs> Chris likes them now. That's a, that's a ton. Well, know, we all like everybody now, don't we? Well, not, still not a big fan of London Dykes, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think he looks threatening enough in front of goal to yeah. be a striker that we yeah. need. But do you know what? Right, I think someone pulled a stat out of the bag last night saying that he's won the most aerial duels, I think, of any strikers in the tournament. So he's yeah. no he's no, he's no a goal scorer. He's no a goal scorer. That's what well, we, we, we said. He's a two. That's why he plays a two. But the problem was we played a two and Adams 
never, I, I no blame it, no blame anyone, but Adams never took the chances, maybe. Dykes had the odd wee chance, but Dykes isn't a natural poacher or striker. I don't I, know even I, if I Adams is either. I don't think Adams is either a natural goal scorer. Chris made a good point in the blog earlier. The best poacher, striker, he's not even a poacher, but the best goal scorer this season only maybe got, what is it? I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, 12 minutes the first game, Nesbitt. Seven minutes yesterday. Yeah. The, the big chance um, is the, the second half with McGinn. I think if that's crossed in towards his left foot, he's going with um, mm. his left foot and scoring, whereas that one's coming, he probably should be going with his right foot, but he's obviously tried to take his left foot around. But to be fair, the Croatian defender um, defends that well. There's a fact, if he takes that chance, it's 2 1, and who knows what we might have done. But of course, they got up the other end, and it was just that, to me, when that second go in, it was the same feeling as when. Had I make it, made it two 0 from Morocco twenty three years ago today, um, you just knew it was over. I think the thing with, with Dykes and Adams, especially, is that they're still not long. They've, they've only been what a year. In Ad, uh, Adams' case is only a few months as an international footballer. You know, it took both Griffiths and Miller at least twenty games before they became any sort of threat in international football. Um, Dykes did a job, it's just unfortunately he wasn't scoring goals. I think Adams will be out the two of them more prolific. I think so too. I think Dykes is quite a limited footballer. He does what he does well, but it's not overly great what he does. Which is unfortunately a, a trait in a lot of Scottish strikers. Yes. So he clearly is Scottish more than Australian. <laughs> that but that's the thing, how, how for so many years, I think we've had this debate before as well, can we only produce like two quality strikers in our lifetime? Dennis Law and Kenny Douglas. Like quality, I mean, quality, quality. Well, it depends. And in the international scene, it, it, it changes. You know, McCoy's... That's what, probably, that's what we want. We Scotland. I don't... McCoy's probably would have had a better record again had he not had that broken leg. So there's, there's certain circumstances. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny because you look at so many different other Teams, you know, you see so many people scoring more than 30 goals for their country, whereas we are stuck on that kind of 30 kind of goal limit. It's, it is strange. Ramos has more goals for Spain than any other players have ever scored. I know he's got about 5 million caps, but... That's Germany, um, through. Uh, finished to each. I just know that Portugal scored um, Second, yeah, so Germany played England as it stands. Yeah. It's done now. That's Portugal. And that's Portugal, France done as well, yeah. So Germany, England at Wembley. Yes. What could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> the war. Um, Can German, German fans won't be able to travel, will they? Uh, there'll be a lot of Germans in... You know, yeah, I know Welsh fans aren't allowed to travel to Amsterdam at the weekend. No, and German, I, I don't think German fans will be able to travel in. No, there'll without isolating and there won't be time. There was Welsh fans at Baku. Surely you weren't allowed to go to Baku. It's because the UK are on um, the red list for the Netherlands. That's why they're not allowed to travel. But also Afghanistan, I think, is on our green list. But OK, Afghanistan's not in the Euros, so we're OK. You should be nice by then. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. And also, I think um, the issue for people coming, there'll be an issue coming in as well as people from here going two places so I think if you're coming from Germany you need to isolate and there won't be time because the game's on Tuesday so not there, or there Monday will a, there will be a kind of expat community of Welsh people that live in Germany that live in Netherlands that live in France yeah there'll stuff. be fans so there in be, some of those there places will be already, some, but, but it just won't be the same as it was in Baku no and there won't be much yeah. travelling 
Um, the Scott McTominay debate. I, I think I was in the minority. I don't think he, he plays well at centre back. I thought he was good on Friday. I don't think he I don't think he had a really bad tournament compared to a few of the others. It's still that one ball over the head that he continuously catches him out. I think Steve Clark, if he's going to play them there more after this tournament, he needs to get a, a recognised defensive coach or do it himself and then just have set drills that just lodges the ball over Scott McTominay's head so he, he knows how to turn or defend that situation. Are we not like limiting him by playing him there anyway? Because he's like playing for the second best club in England this season in midfield and being one of our better players towards the end of the season. It just depends. Sorry, Scott. I think it just depends what game you're playing, though. I think the likes of the England game actually suits him playing there because he can play deeper because they're going to be on top of you all the time. But I think last night he maybe could have played in the middle of the part and tried to play play the position that maybe Gilmore's in and or Ryan Jackson missing in that will sit and he'll try and dictate the play for the back. Well, the back of the midfield, the holding role there. Yeah. I think it's just he's he's a he's better playing in midfield than he is at the back, but he did have a good game at the back against England. And because of that, myself included, we're all scrambling for this to make as few changes as possible for the game against Croatia. So he left him at the back there, which maybe was a mistake in hindsight, but like I say, we're all scrambling for him to make as few they, changes as possible. So it should be a change should be a change at the end of half time. And put on either a centre back or going four three three or whatever. Because he's probably he's brought on someone forced, haven't we? To have a forced change in the defence, and then what else would we have done? I was shocked McKenna came on. To be brutally honest, mm-hmm. I was absolutely amazed he came on. I thought Liam Cooper would have been best to come on mm-hmm. for Hanley um, at that point. Even Declan Gallagher, who's um, been really good for Scotland, Scott McKenna has not improved over the last year. He's not really set the head on fire at Nottingham Forest. He can't get a game ahead of Joe Worrell, and he was rotten at Rangers, remember? Um, so, and in the friendlies, he wasn't very good. And last night when he came on, he just. He didn't have an overly bad game. He didn't look comfortable. We didn't look the Do same look- about Grant Hanley. The last, four or five, aspect, wasn't it? the last four or five games he's had for Scotland, he's looked nervous. That's the only thing I would say about Scott McKenna. So that's why I thought it was strange that he threw and then the first thing he does is give away a free kick and get a get yellow card. So it, 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 it surprised me. I think it was. He was brought on because he's more similar to Harley in terms of being most physical. Gallagher is maybe physical, but I think McKenna's a bit more, a bit more of a build because he, he, he referred to that on the, the commentary last night. I don't even know if we really needed that. And if we did, it probably needed more to be on, on Perisic's side. Had Manzukic been playing, then you could maybe yeah. have understood that. But yeah. Manzukic wasn't in the squad because he was injured, obviously. Um, but... and the other thing about McTominay is probably his worst game was against the Czechs, and that's when he mm-hmm. was in midfield. Aye. I agree. The I think will... the problem is that everyone was good on Friday, so the temptation is just to say, well, I'll keep it this way because... If not, people say, why are you changing this? Why are you changing that? Because if it had been a different team, people would have said that. And everyone was good on Friday. I don't think anyone was poor. So it's hard to change stuff after that. I was surprised about McKenna coming on because he just looked a bit out of his depth. And two seconds in, he's clattering into someone. Missed, mm. apparently, and I've not seen it actually, but apparently it was a, well, and then the BBC said it was harder not to score. It's not ideal. And I have to ask, what was the feeling like when um, McGregor scored? for half time. It was really good. I was quite emotional. I cried a bit at the anthem, cried a bit at the goal. That's the first goal. So that's the first goal I've seen in real life 
since Curtis Main scored for Aberdeen in March last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's <laughs> a start. There's one for you. <laughs> so I'm quite glad to have seen a different goal. Yeah, so that was my first game since that Hibs game because also the Motherwell game got put off and then football just stopped. So quite a nice first goal back. And it was actually at the time as well. So where we were, the goal didn't look that amazing. It was just, it was a goal, but it was actually a really decent goal as well. And I think it was like, and the problem is, it's the hope that gets you. But at half time, everyone genuinely thought, how good is this? This is great. Like, you never know. We'll get another one. Even at 2-1, I thought, you know what? We could just get a draw and put them out as well. And that'll serve them right. And then that was it. Well, on the podcast, what's that? Chat, I said just before it, if we could score now, that would be the best time to score. We then did. And, you know, it was great. Um, but I'm interested for Scott and Chris, maybe Gregor, do you know, does that not show him at his best and where he should be at Celtic in terms of yeah. a wee bit further forward? Mm. Absolutely. And I think we missed that, the, the season gone by there. He never really got a chance to play in that position. And we, it was to his detriment in the end. Um, so to see him playing there for Scotland, that was his first Scotland goal. That was a surprise for me. Uh, I don't know about you, Chris, but I thought that goal was kind of reminiscent of the one that scored against Rangers, where it's the total daisy car at Hamden. Uh, yeah. And the semi-final was just he was he was scoring goals at that time in his career, and it was as you're saying he was playing further forward, and that's when you're getting the best out of him. But recently we've been playing him further back, and again we're talking about Scotland's not got anybody to sit and the holding role. He's probably the one they know that they've been trying to use for to kind of hold back and kind of play for there. But he is better than the kind of box to box kind of role, isn't he? The problem you'll have is your, your, your new manager obviously is Australian and surely Tam Rajic will be getting picked as number 10. Mm. So. Don't know what kind of what kind of system he's going to go with either though. So he could, as I say, McGregor is box to box so he can sit back but you need to give him the role, the the, the, the licence to push forward now and again. But the last year he was getting kind of told to sit and hold for Brown because Brown's no seeing his legs were gone but he's He's not as fat as what he used to be. And that's just... That's Don't you just be slagging off our, our, uh, our player. I don't, know, yeah, why, I don't know why you would say that about Andy Patsy. <laughs> it just looks <laughs> weird in your cap. I honestly still... So even when they're putting out... The video has made it a wee bit better, but see, though, the photos, it looks photoshopped. It just looks so mm. weird. <laughs> How bad it was like... just It looks bizarre. Because other than a Scotland strip, he's only ever been in Greeno. It looks really weird. How bad must mm. like Declan Gallagher, Jay and... Or the others be filming about everything and be posed as like Scott Brown. Scott Brown. <laughs> Scott Brown. We've not made any of our sightings. It's just Scott Brown. Scott is it Brown. not that is it not that to try and before before the season starts get the fans on the side? Yeah, oh, we're all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all fine, we're all happy about it. Aye, we're on side. Everyone's buzzing. Yeah. Just wait till he, he sticks one on Callum McGregor. Or wait till he brings his medal collection. Have you not got so someone told me this, and this is my problem with stats. I hear them and I think, right, I'll use this. Is it true that he's got the most medals in the world of any footballer? Is that true? No, he's not even getting the most medals at Celtic. Yeah, let's be lines of getting medals. No, but if, what about current day? In terms of current day, he must have yeah, more medals than the rest of Scottish football put yeah, together, day. I think. Someone told Gosh. me he does because well, it's like three off. a year, is it? For three years, that's nine, plus everything else. He maybe does. It's it's close. Oh, he's good. Oh, well, let's hope. Let's hope they keep coming. Ah, I think oh, so. no, maybe, maybe like Chiellini and stuff like that, though, because they've had nine trophies as well. 
there's nobody picking up like uh, the Italian cups and then they'll have two trophies in Italy. Chris, you'll have that start for us next week. He's got something like, like 22 or 23 that or something. That would be helpful. Right. You could look into that and just get back to me with info. Thanks. And then Aaron, like the Scottish national team, will steal it. That's our start. <laughs> uh, no, I, genuinely, I, mean, I love stats. And I'm like, it almost stresses me out though when I had, I had one in the group chat on Tuesday. I was like, look, can we just accept that this might be slightly wrong? I just think like a little quiz question, a little stat is good. As talking of stats, so... Recently, we've had a wee trial with the old Manscaped partnership. Things have gone well. Everyone's grooming their boss, wherever they're grooming. So it's official now. Paid partnership, Manscaped and us, we're in. Boss deep. Um, so a reminder, use SFF podcast, capital letters, at uk.manscaped.com for 20%. You'll get your lawnmower 3.0, which John loves to use. I've not um, used it yet. <laughs> fuck's sake, we've got a partnership now. Edit that bit out. Um, he's not used it, but everyone else is using it. The fans are using it. The weed picker, weed and all that, we're getting that used. The body odouring, the ball bronzer. It's, it's happening. The young so team. We don't know so if it's the young team. Well, are you interested? If you're interested. No, I'm just very intrigued by this. Uh, well... There's, there's all sorts. If you go on the site, you, I mean, you're on the you'll die map just now. Have a wee look, uk.manscape.com. Tell oh, us about some of the products. So, as a woman of the podcast, I need to ask you what yeah. is your opinion on the male grooming? If I'm using my laptop to look this up, maybe they'll pay for my laptop. Get my laptop well, my mate says that he, <laughs> I told, originally when I told my mate about the part, the, the trial, he was like, he obviously looked up the website and now his adverts keep on coming up with male grooming products. He's loving it. They've got a very, I will say, they've got a very sleek looking website. It's good. Sleek. Well, like. it is actually yeah. a nice looking website because some websites you go on, you think Zara, for example, probably good to be fair because I buy too much stuff. Their website is unusable. Nice yeah. website. There looks like there's offers on free delivery. Yeah, yes, good. there is. Exactly. Free, I forgot to mention that as well. It's not just 20% off. Free shipping. But more can you yeah. ask? Scott, you're a young a young lad, I think, aren't you? Uh, team. Maybe your nuts on actually could be something along the lines of shave your balls and press your maws. I, I, I wouldn't want to go. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that. Oh, I, I wouldn't go that deep into it, but something like that's probably better than the old the old back across and cutting yourself everywhere. Right, that's whatever it takes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance of it. I wouldn't even use a back in my face. Like, well, that's clearly. There's an advert if we were showing the video. I... Man with beard does not shave. <laughs> right there. Um, one thing I will say is really nice is that they have partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society. Exactly. To raise awareness about the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35. And that links nicely with the last time I was, uh, had a clean face. It was November, back in about nine years ago. So there you go. I do think that is good because it's something that actually is not talked about that much and it is um, fairly common. So, um, yes, yeah, nice website and looks like you can use your deal and you can get free shipping. Exactly. And we have said before, you don't trust, you can use it anywhere. And I don't trust being on your body. You can use it in the shower. You can use it in your face, your head, anywhere you want. 
you could even use it maybe when the football gets back on. We could start a new trend and start having a wee shave at the game. What? John will take his piece, will mate? I would rather watch. I would rather watch someone eat your piece. yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> on a brioche bun. <laughs> oh. Right. Um, so yeah. Oh, mate, I'll help with Aye. Who's going to win the Euros now? We're still on the same as we thought originally. So, I think France. Was that your original team? Yeah, I've said France. I've got France on. I've had France on since the competition started. John, good John. I'm still sticking with Belgium. I know Italy have looked real impressive, but I think Belgium will look pretty good too. I'm sticking with I don't think Italy have been challenged as much potentially as some other teams. Is your name Alan Shearer? <laughs> They've had 30 games unbeaten. They can't even, they don't concede. I mean, in the, yeah, but I mean, in goals, they look great. They do, but in this particular competition, they have not had, and anyone really, well, I mean, it is difficult, but there are, you know, there are teams, Greece, like there are teams who have won it who are not necessarily looking always amazing. And I don't know if Italy will look that brilliant when they play someone I mean they've got Austria I think they'll be fine but I don't think they'll win it well I'm, I said Italy or Portugal at the start of the tournament I think no for the benefit of the podcast though I said I think I said about Italy but I got money in the tour hedging my bets I did have money in Scotland so, so just I'm in case it was a Leicester bet it was like a Leicester bet imagine if you're a Leicester fan you never start that bet on me there was a boy that stuck on I don't know, I think he just stuck on like a couple of quid or that and he was mm. probably 3,000 to one. 5,000 to one? 5,000 to one, yeah. I put, I put Aberdeen on every season, just like a lot of it, but just for like how well, you're not going to not. For a donation to the bookies. <laughs> isn't it? That's what I like. think you're not going to not at your team, but I put, yeah, I put France and I still think that is probably, I think the final four will be France, Belgium, Italy and... Germany maybe, although I don't know if logistically actually that can happen. I think it might. I think, be able I think to if you're going to waste money, yeah, um, or see rather than them giving money to the bookies in Scotland when the Euros, you should put it um, to Scott McGill's song because that's going to charity. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, How much have you raised so far, Scott? Incidentally, Mate, I've, I've now got a clue. See the way it works is it's because everybody streams are run now, and I was looking into this earlier on. You get zero point zero zero six pence every time somebody streams something which is sore, but I'm hoping that people have bought it on iTunes. So oh, you, get right. 70%, you get 70% of that money for the iTunes stuff. And that's, I'm hoping, I've, I got into the charts, so hopefully there is something sitting there to hand across. Can you buy it on other music platforms? like every, every major streaming service, I've got that programmed in my head now. Yeah, where can we get the most money? Is it iTunes is the most money? iTunes or Amazon Music, if you buy it off of there. They're the only two ones that I know you can buy for. Everywhere else knows it's all streaming services, isn't it? Yeah. And it's the, uh, this is I've got to sound quite um, I don't know, quite up my own arse here, but that's uh, when you're in the music industry, you <laughs> you find that out that everybody streams everything and nobody buys in and It's it's quite hard to kind of sell stuff. There's no nobody buys a hard copy in and now either. It's kind of I buy vinyl. Yeah. I've not bought CDs for ages, but I do buy vinyl mm. for any bands I like now. Because uh, yeah. I figure that they get the most money off the vinyl as well. I'll hold my hand up and say I've been streaming it on Spotify, but I've just spent £1.58 on uh, Apple right now. 
to be honest, I've, I've been streaming it since I came out, so you're probably on about a few quid now because <laughs> I've just been playing it on repeat. I've got, as I said before, I've got 15,000 streams on Spotify and that amazes me, yeah. <laughs> How have folk listened to me 15,000 times? I've not got a clue, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's just that one tune, though. Even uh, as well. So, so I know, uh, I know yeah. you've been in talk sport and um, you've also been on here, which is high enough. But, but um, who else have you been on um, recently? Uh, was it not GM Good Morning Britain as well? You were on Good Morning Britain. For if you're fair, a certain age, you still call it GMTV, like I still do. Uh, but uh, is Good Morning uh, Britain the one that Piers Morgan was on? Yes, uh, and it's now different people. It's still is it not still <laughs> Susanna? <laughs> Richard, Aye, Susanna Reid's still on, but you've got Richard Medley on it now being total. I perfect. like Susanna. Richard Medley from Richard and Judy? Yes. Hmm. He Alan says Partridge. some bizarre things. It, yes, yeah. it, it can be total Alan Partridge at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I genuinely sometimes one. don't know if he's like, it's an act, it's a joke, I'm not sure. He's very strange. Has Judy been on the TV <laughs> since you got her boobs out of the Brit Awards? <laughs> yes. She has, right, okay. Yeah. Doesn't cancel somebody <laughs> just because some malfunction happens? Are they still together? The boobs. I feel as if I'm, <laughs> I, feel, I feel as if I'm the spokesperson. Yes, they are still together. Mm. You do seem to know a lot about them. To be fair, how many books have you read from the book club? Uh, they still do. They, that's the only reason I know because they did their book club during lockdown on Channel Four. So that's it all. Uh, so back to who's going to win it, Chris? Who's going to win it? Right, so I made a bold statement yesterday saying our group was mince and not, on, not one of those three teams will make it through the last 16. I've just looked at the draw. England have got Germany. I do quite fancy Germany to take them for that. Croatia have got Spain. Uh, Spain have been pretty impressive today, so that's possible that Spain could win that. And the Czech Republic have got the Netherlands. Again, they're the ones that got their group with nine points. So I, 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 I might stick with that now. I might say that none of them are getting through. So Aye, my winner the, is most likely Italy. I did say before my uh, the, the tournament started it was going to be England, but I'm, I'm switching to Italy now. I'd have to like your dark horse. I, I, I don't even think they're a dark horse. I think Italy. Italy. It's Italy who's got my dark they're horse. The most impressive team. Was. Again, the, the, the most all these English people calling Italy a dark horse. My word. They got paid for we don't get paid. Well, we do get paid now by Manscaped. We uh, talk about bad dark horse that you wanted to see get papped out. Oh, aye, aye. Let's stuff you right in there. Aye. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, no. I didn't want them papped out. I oh, was no, you Finland. Did. No, Finland were at a tournament for the first time. Support the underdog. I wanted Finland to go through. No, you, wanted, you wanted Denmark to get papped out because I put them as a dark horse. It's all I the part chat. of that. Well, you've been giving me jet for how many weeks? Yeah, no has a funny. heart attack. Right, even, even, yeah, but no one wanted... No one wanted Denmark to go out, did they, after... No, no John did, that's what I'm saying. I wanted well, Finland to go through. Wanted yes, Denmark I wanted Finland to go through. Because I picked him. That's all right. He's a dick. That's all right. I put my hands up. I wanted, Finland, I wanted Finland to go through, support the underdog. And I wanted it's good Finland for a call to do that, the underdog. How good were the Denmark the other night against Russia? That was a brilliant game to watch, that, that Denmark-Russia game. How, uh, how bouncing was the crowd as well? That was oh, just, yeah. That looks amazing. That that's a brilliant stadium, that uh, the mm-hmm. parking stadium in, in Copenhagen. I was over there in two thousand and six for Celtic, but didn't go too well for us. But it was a. It looked stadium. really nice, yeah. That's one of my next I mean, destinations. Sorry. I just no one wants them. No one wanted him to play at all. John did because he's a cunt. Well, let me be the bad guy. <laughs> oh, 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 he's on the podcast, Scott. Cut, cut. We're not allowed that word. We're allowed. I'm a. 
I'm allowed to swear. Well, that, that surely if it's, a, if it's a factual <laughs> statement, it's oh allowed. Oh my word. That's, I've never been called that since yesterday. Anyway, Scott McGill, who do you, um, who's your prediction to win it? Mate, I've, I've gone with it. I went with Italians at the start, yeah. Yeah, a man that knows his football. Aye, see, 30 games I've been, honest to God, man. That's, see, when you look at them as well, they're actually incredible. They look like a unit, yeah. Right across that. Yeah, now I feel like I'm being like harsh on Italy. I'm not. I just think now I feel like I don't want them to win it because I want to be right. And it's actually becoming really stressful. It's actually, <laughs> what, do you know have what? You got some, Aaron, fess up. Have you got some English blood in you? Is this no. why you're dissing Italy? No, I no, I really like Italy. It's a really nice, but a huge fan of all of their food. Huge fan of Italy as a place. A lot of time for Italy, but. I don't know, I just feel like I had this feeling about France and I just thought they were going to be quite strong and they're letting me down already. And Kylian Mbappe is now, I can cash out that bet for at £1.20. He's not even near the ball, I don't oh, think. Oh, £1.20. Spend it I on just... some, a ham sandwich. That's even better, that's better. No, do you know what? I was going to say I'll cash it out and I'll do that, but I'll start scoring hat tricks every game and that'll be the bit Aye. But... I don't know about it. I just, France, I think. Um, Scott, I who's your bad again? It's won the last World Cup, to be bad fair. Bad Scott. I'm calling you bad Scott. If I'm bad joke, John, you can be bad Scott. Uh, I'm with Erin. I said France from the start, so I'm sticking with them. So, I'm sticking uh, with France. I did, I did say Italy would get to at least the semi-finals in my dark horses with Denmark. But yeah, France for the team there. See, for all the, the Alan Shearers out there, I want Italy tested. Have you seen their, what they would need to do to get to the final? So they've got us there in the last six for their good looks. <laughs> the fact they can find the party coronavirus. <laughs> assuming they get past Austria, they play the winner of Belgium or Portugal. Yep. Assuming they get past that, they'll play whoever's left it of France, Switzerland, Croatia, or Spain, and then they go into the final against whoever that is in the other side of the draw. That is a tough side of that draw. Now, the, the winner of England, Germany is going to play the winner of Sweden and Ukraine. So you'd fancy it'll be either England or Germany to go past that. They then go in and play whoever's left uh, Netherlands, Czech Republic, Wales, and Denmark. England are on the right side of the draw, as are Germany, obviously. So I think whoever wins, that, whoever wins that England Germany game will get to the final. I think. If you don't concede goals, you win tournaments. And that's Italy. Italy don't concede. England don't I thought you were talking about England there for a minute. <laughs> I thought that was your <laughs> talking about so many teams. <laughs> Oh, Italy are the best at it, though. Italy are the best at it. There you go. Yeah, this, was, it not, was it not Italy who had won it without having scored the least amount of goals to ever win it? I mean, they might be on track this time to win it, scoring the most goals. Maybe. Who was it? There was some... No, it was Portugal. It was Portugal. Was Portugal it not who won it having scored mm. the least must, ever goals? Where did Greece score when they won it? Well, look, my time. No, this is just a stat, so we'll just. Usually, I, think, I think Greece scored seven. They scored um, two scored against Portugal in the first game. Um, then they scored one in every game after that against uh, Spain, Russia, France, Czech Republic after extra time, silver goal, and then Portugal again in the final. So can we can we just rewind this, Scott? Did you say that's before your thing? Uh, uh, 2004. I was, I was, 2004. I was primary school then, yeah. Where did these guests last week? Is a wee sixteen-year-old from? Yeah, yeah. By the way, I need to give Lovely a shout out because if there was any team, and I, I don't, I'm not just saying this, but I do like Croatia. But we aren't just bigging them up. I genuinely do like Croatia. Similar size to us, and what they have achieved in their time is absolutely tremendous. So I do mean that genuinely. I did send him a message and say all the best. Good guy. He wished us all the best. He was very nice to say we played well. We did. 
but, but very nice. <laughs> uh, he's got a good future. So if you're into Croatian football or any football, follow Croatia footy on Twitter. He was he was dead um, like pessimistic last week as well. I think he was um, trying to play in our heads. Oh, aye, he was. Reverse he was psychology. Mind, the mind games. We've been outdone by a kid. Aye. <laughs> See? Schooled by Get a the kid. old guard out and let the young ones come in. <laughs> exactly. Um, I did we get who everyone thinks wins there? I think we did. Yeah. In between this, that, the other. Aye. I, I don't goals. know about you, by the way. See, watching the, these Euros, I think it's been a lot better than the last World Cup and the Euros before that. I, I feel as if the, all the teams are a lot, they're a lot better. They're bringing more to the, the, to the games and stuff as well. They're playing better football. Only 1 0 now? So is, it, is that right? Just... Only 1 0 now? 2 0. What was the other one? Spain and Sweden. And England, Scotland. Oh, I thought it was I. I forget about that game. I forgot about that. How could I forget about that? I wondered if it would only seem really good because it's just like there's been nothing and this is it. But actually, I quite really enjoyed the games. Happy mm. decent. The Wales Turkey game was it? Was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, Belgium. Dark horses. Who had Turkey as a dark horse? Yeah, we know. We covered that. I covered that at the weekend. They were ranked not. I had good reason for picking them as a dark horse, but they were in our work sweepstake. We've got a worst team prize, so I think it's between Turkey and North Macedonia, isn't it? Uh, I think it would be Turkey. Turkey. Because I think I've done it by lowest points and then by most, then by goal difference. I think. I think Turkey's the worst at that. Okay. I think they get minus yeah. seven, Macedon- North Macedonia get minus five. How nice yeah, was so it? So Netherlands, so North Macedonia, though, where they be touched with Pandev and the Netherlands top and all that. That's nice. I like so that. that's the right way to do it, isn't it? By goal difference first. Yeah. And if it was the same, then I guess Aye. least goals scored. Yeah. Okay. Aye, there's do. obviously no t- official worst place prize. So Turkey, someone will get Turkey. And also, I forgot there's no third place playoff because UEFA hate everyone having fun. So I've got to figure out the third place team based on the losers of the semi-finals as well. I've made an awful lot of work for myself here. You need to pick it in terms of who had the less uh, yellow cards. I think it'll be... That's what you have to do. I think it'll be goal FIFA difference. did that as well. That's how Japan gets it. Is it only two yellow cards in the groups for uh, missing the next yeah. game? That seems harsh. They get reset they, now. So if you've got one in the no, group, you'll have nothing to start there. But if you pick one, you'll have to finals that suspended. No, I thought it was the last 16, was it? No, I thought it cleared after the group. Six belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I said it had been coming to somewhere. I heard the semi finals is when they get scrapped there. So their quarters is their last shout. Maybe they get reset twice after group stages. And I, I know you're right about the semi final because they. The reset master quarterfinals because um, a lot of people complain that it's unfair to make someone miss the, the final, but mm. unless it's a red card, obviously. Actually, yellow cards, single cautions will reset after the quarterfinals, so before the semis. Mm. So, can we start the campaign that Scott, you play at Hamden on the 4th of September? <laughs> Mate, that's a dream, yeah. Honestly, what's the fourth of September? That's the first international break, right? Aye. September. Who who are we, who are we playing again? Um, I think that's Moldova because I'm Moldova. hoping um, I'm hoping that more fans are allowed down so I can take Moldova's boy to his first game. Th- where are we playing? We're playing Den- th- we're playing I Denmark see. away first. Den- see, Denmark Scott's away in the first of September. Dem- Scotland Moldova's home in the fourth. Yeah, that's right. 
Scott, you're winning the Denmark game. That's going to be packed crowds. <laughs> that's going to be the best football. You're in there for free. That's the game you want. You know, we must be Scott, yeah. the first, Scott, the first game that all Scotland fans can get to will be the best one to be at. We must be at home. Yeah, to... I don't think it'll be September. We must be at home to Denmark in November. So you could do that yeah. one. Yeah, I reckon you can do them all. I just do them all. Play them all. Yeah, I'm the new Ronnie Brown, mate. Get it going. Actually, actually, I've got an idea. We've not had gigs for a while, so we could have you, Amy McDonald. Amy McDonald's got good banter, a bit like you. Not quite as funny as you, but she's all right. Uh, I don't know if you're. Are you pals with the the other singers that have been doing tunes or not? You're better Uh, looking. You're better looking than the two of them. Competitive, I'd say. No. I've not really spoke to any of the others, to be honest. I just want to bring back the McDonald brothers. And they were a, they were a duo, weren't they? McDonald brothers. Oh, maybe you could. Uh, maybe a wee three-piece like 911. Aye, something like that, mate. Yeah. That'd be class. Uh, but, uh, aye, I wasn't sure what the script was. Like rivals. This is a shame that you know, Emerson for the Tatman Magazine was on, because he's in with like, Sky, etc. So he could have got you in. Uh, you're, in you're in with Sky as well. To be oh, I've been on a few times. Aye. But Ian's been on an actual podcast with him speaking to James McFadden. Yeah, like Chris Boyd. It's not John, we're going to speak to his Calm. He's a this guy. He'll get him. Aye, true. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> and Calm, Calm loves this song. He says the only song he likes better than um, than Scott's one is We Have a Dream. So so you can't really compl- 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 with that, to be fair. <laughs> I thought it'd be something from Pepper Pig or something like that. No, I, I just love to be in that mortal state and tell you that Alan, Alan Ruff was in that would do me yeah. you imagine can you imagine you're up there right biggest <laughs> moment of your life ready for flowers of Scotland and you spew because uh, nah, I've seen, man, you, have I've seen, oh, I've seen you have a, a nervous shit before talk sport I've had that I've had that stomach goes mate <laughs> <laughs> see, the, see the best of that is mate I've walked, I walked in the other day and it's in like a kind of back room. It was it wasn't like a studio or nothing. I was just sitting sitting off set up, a couple of microphones and headsets and that. And I've walked in off and here's Neil Lennon talking and Jim White and I'm going What am I? So where am I? Where am I now? Like this is incredible. And then <laughs> oh geez, I laugh. I was, <laughs> when we were power at um, the Czech Republic Croatia game, we came away at, came away at just after half time. And we walked out. And this we're walking out. I say to my pal Stephen, he's a big Rangers man. I say, Stephen, is, is that Craig Moore? And he's like, aye, as I. I says, come on, we'll get a photo of him, on. He's like, no, leave me alone, leave me alone. I says, Stephen, let's get a photo of Craig Moore. So we went, of course, and I says, Craig, any chance of a photo, big man? He went, ah, no problem, no problem. So he says to the boy, well, can you take this, mate? And I went, what? I went, can you take this? And he went, what? I went, <laughs> I went oh no, you're, you're Kev Muscat, eh? They went, aye. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. He did take the photo later off. It was <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> <to play him. laughs> no. to, be, to be honest, why would he not? In terms of um, he's not a superstar, he's hardly uh, ever kicked the ball in Scotland. How would they know him if I bumped into him in the street? And that's the lucky, Rangers at the time he played. L- you're lucky he never two footed tackled you. Oh, no, <laughs> To be the, fair. The two of them were brand new. The two of them were talking about um, Ange Postacoglu. They had got that in one there. Um, coming to Celtic. And I was trying to chin him if he was going to be the assistant, but he wasn't he, wasn't he for it. Like. What were they saying? Gears the, gears the heads up. What was the breaking news? What were they saying about him? No, this is 
he's brilliant. Like he's um, they were they were saying that the stuff he does meticulous as well. So just because like we didn't know about him, I don't think I think people kind of turn their noses up when it's somebody from outside of the Scottish English kind of fold coming in. And but it was the same with Roy, Ronnie Dyla when he came to Celtic. Obviously, he was only meant to come in as a coach. He wasn't meant to be the manager, but. You've got to give this guy a chance. Look at what he's done, eh? Wim Janssen. No many folk knew about Wim Janssen. Definitely. Like, we had Bertie Fox. No, it's my... <laughs> I, spoke to, I spoke to an Australian journalist about him, and the one thing that he said is he might need time, and that's the... Mm. With the, the, the way the Celtic fans are with the Celtic board, the way they're, they're already kind of slow signing players and just getting the, the manager in is taking a lot more time. You know, that's my only concern for him is how much time he'll be able to implement what he wants to and will they give him a season just to kind of catch up with Rangers a wee bit or do they do they have to already be talking about taking over from Rangers? That's the, the kind of interesting aspect, I think. I don't know about you, Chris, but see, for me, um, I think that um, this is the only season that you're going to get time in the job because of the run of success at Celtic's had. And I know you want to get back to winning ways, but I just feel like they've uh, this will be the chance that they will get because uh, I don't know how to explain it, like, to be uh, honest. But... Uh, I know what you mean. Because everything that's been building up before and then it's all fell apart, obviously that just what season gone by, you almost have, it's, it's almost a clean slate at this point. You might get that time at this point because everybody's looking at it going, well, the big goals are all gone now. The, the run of trophies are all gone. There's an obvious rebuilding job to be done, so maybe he is going to get that time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think so. the, the, the point that, that Scott was making about the board is it's going a wee bit quieter now because they're starting to see the changes at a lot, that, that lower level with the manager in and Don McKay's in as well. So the kind of old guards changed a bit. You've still got the likes of John Kennedy and Strachan Jr. hanging about. Maybe so, senior Strachan. As well, as Maybe senior was the rumour as well. So I, I, I don't think it would take much for the anger to reignite, but I think at the moment there's maybe that time. So it just if you tread carefully, you might get the time you need. Mm-hmm. Um, leads us nicely into that season. Obviously, Aaron, I need to ask you: Are you glass full or glass half full or glass half empty? It's a good joke, isn't it? Thank you. See, <laughs> I've actually stopped using it. I've actually stopped using it because people told me it was not okay. What's that? Apparently it's. I was using it and people were like, oh, yeah, very good, ha, ha, funny. That's what I <laughs> Ignore them. Um, I think, I think it was probably time for change. And I think Stephen Glass, it's a bit of, well, it's a chairman's decision that I think he will have to fund in order to get the fans behind it. So in a way, it could be good because you appoint someone and you think, no one's keen for this. This feels a bit of a risk. We have to win something. I'm going to have to spend money. But after a bit of flurry of signings at the beginning, it's gone awfully quiet. And Scott Brown was a bit of an odd one. But to be honest, Jet, like people were talking about it as though this was like somebody clever move. Derek McKinnis were 100% signed it as well because Scott McKinnis written all over it, has one good game against us, signs him, does nothing. And he, he might be really good. He might. But Livingston fans don't seem particularly gutted to be swapping in for Bruce Anderson. And currently, we seem to have 
I was trying, we seem to have one striker. I am disappointed to see that Ross McClory's got the number two top. I presume that means he's well. It doesn't actually nowadays. It means nothing because anyway. numbers one to eleven are long out the window. He could be playing up front for all I know, but I presume I, he's playing right back. I was just thinking Jet too. <laughs> he does like the little like. See, he's like. Have you seen his Twitter? He's got his little like airplane and stuff. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah I a, did see a tweet. A private boat. He's like on private boats or so. Well, I did see a tweet that was quite funny about how next season Aberdeen will be um, employing a man who let his drunk brother drive his car uninsured, an ex-convict, a 35-year-old man who shaves his head to look hard, and a 31-year-old man who refers to himself as Jet. That's a tough one, isn't it? That's, that's, like the, that's like 80s. That's all football teams are like that, aren't they? I'm not sure. I mean, I think that we don't know what half these players be like. That new guy, Jack Gurr, has played, what, one game? I think he'll be a squad player, to be honest. I think. I'm hoping Calvin Ramsey or uh, McCrory is going to be Jack McKenzie, nice. I love. And my dad would be um, very keen on him playing. I think he's good as well. Yep. But actually, looking at the actual squad, we are struggling for numbers. We're very light. So I, I presume we're getting someone. Well, the, the big... we're, waiting for, we're waiting for the Euros to finish until you finish top scorer, I think. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the big talk was that, you know, I ex- expect big signings imminently. Um, but... As you say, Aaron, we made a couple. We brought in Gallagher, which is a decent sign. We've got Brown, who we knew was coming, and then Jetting, and not much has happened. And given the fact we've lost a lot of strikers, I know we had three on loan who weren't particularly great, um, but we need it's to still replace them. Three strikers that we now Yeah, exactly. Was the, was the Griffiths chat just because Scott Brown turned up? Yeah, there was or, all was those. Just because, just because of that, though, there was no He action. was apparently in Aberdeen last summer having a. Um, chat, but I think Aberdeen, I mean, it's not far from the central belt, but it is a bit of a move for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing for Griffiths, though, because then he's away from the distractions, maybe. A bit yeah, more. He's saying a new contract with Celtic, apparently. Or is you it? end up being quite isolated, pretty far away from anyone, which is, I guess, difficult as well. And you're not going to be isolated when you've got soul. Because we know our players like to go there. They're not going to be out at all. They're going to be I'm just hoping. I mean, I also think if you bring in a striking coach, I thought he might get some strikers to like coach, but we apparently not. We also signed another coach last week, like this week I noticed, and now we seem to have a lot of coaching staff. Scott Brown's that, gonna have to play 90 minutes every week at this rate. And is that why Harry Kane stops going? Because he's no coach in England anymore. Is that, no. that Harry Kane yeah. stopped scoring because he's wanting to bring his price tag down so that we can sign him. Simple. <laughs> That's, that is exactly what's happened. To That's the, it's the current plan. Uh, John, I believe you've got some stuff you want to tell us or ask us. <laughs> it was not interesting to be fair for this. No, it was just um, obviously um, the tournament's over for, from a Scottish perspective. Um, but apart from events on the pitch, what's been your guys' collective favourite moments? Um, of just Anything? The boy that did the, the dive into the puddle at London. How on earth does he manage to do that in concrete? Yeah, that That's... made me feel quite sick. I'm a, I was amazed at that. The chant, you're just a shite Robbie Burns. Yeah, I like, 100%. I like that. Do you see the boy who tried to kick a table at the fan zone last night? Like, Rachel. Absolutely brilliant. I didn't see that. I, I think I retweeted it. Priceless. <laughs> I found Friday night quite good after the game finished because I've never seen so many English pundits so quiet for so long. 
They had nothing to say. They didn't, they didn't have a clue what to do. They hadn't prepared any scripts for that eventuality. I've just been enjoying all the guest specials that we've had before the podcast. All those specials were just brilliant. And every guest I've was enjoyed up for being invited on this episode. That's my highlight. It's not there you go. highlight for you. Obviously, it's a highlight. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Anyway, done now. We must have about in the last part, the last twenty. I've been about Scotland, didn't we? <laughs> Maybe roughly. I did six guest specials. I'm sure it was, it was six or seven before we obviously did the last couple. Um, and then I actually through. like all the like media, all the stuff, all the videos, all the special stuff. Yeah. Open goal. Mm. We're doing like fan zone. Don't tell people about that. That's another podcast. No one else does. There's no other podcast. <laughs> um, but it was just nice seeing all the stuff that's going on, isn't it? And people have been like excited. People have been enjoying it. Like lots of good little, like I like a like, like be quite a few little funny tweets. Someone said this morning, let's be honest, at the end of the day, who's got the better tap water? Exactly. Yeah, like, Chris Blogging. Doing some good stuff as well for them, um, BBC. Yep, Chris Blogging, that's a highlight. Yeah, that blogging get the bug. See, for myself, it's seeing everybody, like, see all the different arts that have came out, like folk bringing out poems and stuff as well, mm-hmm. straight for the heart, for Scott, right. Scott, in a Scottish perspective. That has been unreal. Like it's like the the full art industry has been like it's been it's been strangled over the last well year and a bit, isn't it? Since the coronavirus came in, and see, you see that folk have still got the appetite to bring things to the, to the front for people to enjoy. It's it's been brilliant to see. I think. Well, that's what I was doing for uh, Supporters Direct Scotland was specifically looking at things because I mentioned Scott Song and I mentioned. Uh, was it Julie Hughes? Is that her? Uh, no, Julie McNeil? Is that the. Uh, is that Paul McNeil's wife? Paul McNeil's yeah. wife, yeah. I mentioned her poetry, a um, couple of John's blogs and stuff as well. It's just to kind of highlight what everybody's doing, you know, and it's music, there's videos, there's uh, poetry, there's blogs, and so many people do so many different things, and it was just to try and get an area where people can then see as many of that as possible and it's been that's probably been the highlight of the Euros is seeing so many people coming together and collaborating and producing so so many good social media posts and everything it's just yeah it's been it's been great I'm going to have a problem in our hands as well when things do go back to normal because there'll be 5 million folk wanting tickets for Hamden I do Except think, you. though, for, like, kids who just, like, I remember 98, but not, like, that is my earliest kind of proper tournament memories. And But, like, kids who just, you know, hadn't seen any of this, who didn't kind of understand that the Scottish team even is a thing. And to be honest, even people who, you know, 23 years ago were old enough to go to it, remember it and all of that, you know, my dad said that you kind of just fall out of love with it a bit because... It wasn't just, you know, we weren't winning stuff. We weren't good to watch at all. Mm. And it's different when it's your club because I think you just always, you go. But, you know, watching Scotland play some team miles down the rankings from us in an absolutely dire game on a Thursday night does not make anyone that interested. So I think this has hopefully got people up for it again. And the World Cup qualifiers are coming up and they're tough. But then that's the thing as well. You've got, you know, the Euros in what three years now and hopefully we will be there all the time I'm not expecting mm. us to win it but I would like us to get 
you know, there regularly and actually be looking decent to watch. If we play like we played against England on Friday night every game, whether we win or lose or not, I think that'll be great. Definitely. It's nice to see the men's team do well as well when the women's team's very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully the women's team qualify for the um the next World Cup in Australia in twenty twenty three because they missed out in the Euros. Um, but they need to get a manager and I don't know why why they're taking so long yeah. to appoint managers. Shelke left on Christmas Eve. Um no. Where they learned, the school now it's the school holidays and still nobody's in. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure of the kind of logistics there, but I do think that women's football is certainly getting better coverage. They've got the sports team programme on and stuff. And yeah. I think I think that issue is important because I don't think you can say that you want kids to be involved and excited if girls don't think they can go and play. Mm-hmm. Do they think it's a bizarre one. Scott Booth might be tempted after securing 14 in a row. That's who I said um, right at the outset. But been waiting was, he wait, was he waiting for um, Glasgow to, to get to the end of the season, have one last challenge and, and then take the job? We don't know. But um, apparently there was a, a manager from Lazio um, who was interested in the job and never get invited for an interview. She ended up taking another job, so... Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's it's a, such a bizarre scenario where it would not happen with the men's team. There would be more media coverage on it. There would be more um, people talking about it. There would be a, a bit more of a rush, even if it was to say, right, okay, we're going to get this person in within six months. You know, I, I don't know why it's taken them so long. It, it, again, it just looks as if it's a kind of afterthought. Um, and that, that's you know because I've praised the, the you know I think BBC covering actually on TV not just online has been a, a, a great step forward and we, we are seeing more coverage and things so I think we still have to call out the, the kind of wee bits and pieces that are, are still getting left behind and, and that one as I say to wait so long to, 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 to you know it's ridiculous Is that maybe reflective as well of us as a nation I mean I don't know if we did our Hands up. How many of us have been to a women's game? I haven't, but I'm going to make that my mission for next season to try and get to at least one game. I think we would have been, I know the last year we've not been able to get games, I think we would have won the back of the World Cup. Yeah. Well, we did talk yeah. about it, some of us. Aye. I think so as well. It's, it's a bigger thing, it's not just the media, we need to like look at it from top to bottom. Like, oh, of course. I think Aye. in the last year there's certainly been a much better focus where it's not just been seen by lots of clubs, and I know all clubs are different in how their setup is. But it's not just a case of, and the women's team's a bit of an add-on to the main team. Hibs are really good at it with Hibs ladies. Aberdeen have been really good. And I think it is important that, you know, telling kids you can be whatever you want and do whatever you want to do, come and watch the football. You know, if you want to go and play it, that's great. And I think there should be the resources there and the opportunities there. Yeah, the thing is, is whilst this tournament's been going on, we've obviously, for obvious reasons, been focusing on um, Scotland, the Scotland men's team at the Euros. But meanwhile... SWPL2 has been continuing and you can get to games but it's not highlighted enough um, and you've got an Aberdeen team who's almost getting promotion, you've got a race for second place between Hamilton and Partick Thistle and I think Dundee United's up there that should be getting talked about more by everyone, us included um, and maybe that's something that we'll need to focus on next season, as I was about to say earlier um, I interviewed Emma Hunter, the Aberdeen women's manager earlier in the season, and I said to her that I'll try and get to a game when we can. So next season, if they're playing Glasgow City, which is just down the road from me, I'll be going to that. Uh, I suspect, um, I mean, from what I've seen on the Sports Scene Highlight show and stuff, and they 
go into it really well. I actually think the quality is really good. And, you know, if people joke all the time, oh, you know, when women have a good result, can any of them play on Thursday? But genuinely, the skill and the ability is brilliant. And the only real difference is the kind of, you know, the press attention and money. Yeah. I don't mean this is a backhanded compliment as well, but I find a lot of women pundits tend to do their research for in the male pundits. I think Leanne Crane is mm. one of the best pundits out there, so Shelley Kerr. Uh, is it, is it I'm surprised Shelly Kerr's on ITV has been really good as well some, some uh, of the stuff that Shelly Kerr was coming away with recently was a bit of uh, he watched the same game as me <laughs> I, I, that, that's that's not a male-female thing because there's so many times we sat here and went oh, what the hell is Chris Boy talking about or what, what is that nonsense about it just, it doesn't, I think there's still I, a I would misconception have... that women don't know what they're talking about so when Football Focus and I was obviously Alex Scott I was like, mm. here we go. And I was like, can I actually mentally deal with just the comments that are going to be on here? And of course it was. <laughs> what would she know? Why is she not in the kitchen? Why is she not making a sandwich? What's she doing? Like, ridiculous. I think she's uh, brilliant. She has, she's fantastic. She, she does a lot of her own research. Her and Mika Richards. Her stats are always correct. Put Mika Richards and Alex Scott together for every football game and it'll be brilliant. The, the chemistry between them is superb. And also the passionate, so knowledgeable. She's really good. And... But then you get people who, Chris Boyne is probably one of them, who you see week in, week out, not got a clue. Oh, what horrendous. Unless it's Rangers. Does it really, though? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So I think it is important because it is about who is going to be able to do that job well and highlight, you know, whatever game we're talking about in the best way. So I, I, think really this... pleased, I really pleased. I really like her. I think she's good. Yeah, and I know that... how... When you go, Scott... I think this Euros, another kind of highlight, has been Alex Scott doing punditry again, which is probably one of my favourite pundits. And then Emma Hayes doing the co-commentary. That's a very tough job, co-commentary. That is one of the toughest jobs in sports broadcasting. And she is insightful. She she knows what she's talking about. She knows tactics. She talks, she explains why a, a player's done it. This, that, and the next thing, and then you get Jermaine Genius at BBC, who just tells you what you've seen already, and you're like, well, the, the two don't compare. So, and I think that you know, I know a few few women who are now in really into broadcasting, you know, getting jobs and stuff like that. And I've known these people for you know the last decade, and they've always been switched on. They always know what they're talking about, but it's breaking down barriers. It's getting through to, to certain males that they can do the job and they can. Is there any, she's the chat, women's chassis manager. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, really good. Also, I think Erin um, Cuthbert being on stuff. Mm. She was on uh, the Scotland Scottish national team, Amy McDonald and... And Gordon Stratton. That's yeah. right, yeah. Aye, the, um, I tell you something, BBC Sport obviously um, decided to go above sports and put on who did the um, Scottish coverage for the live game and they pulled off a masterstroke by having Ailey Barber presenting that because she is a terrific presenter. Um, She's so good. Mm-hmm. The difference, so that is actually one. So quite often it's been her, Chris Boyd and someone else. And the difference between her and Chris Boyd, mm. she is, I think she is really good. Night and day. Yeah, all season she was on, she was on a lot of stuff Um domestic games throughout the season and I really like her. STV had, was it Stephanie Daly and Gemma Fay at the fan zone as well? well Gemma Fay was the best person to explain the Billy Gilmore situation because mm-hmm. of her, her things with the rugby. She explained 
exactly what the process was and why there wasn't at that moment in time any close contact and everything else. So, you know, that was the person who I got most out of from that situation. Aye. So uh, we're about to wrap up, but maybe we should make a vow that season. We all get together. I got a women's game. Hospitality, Glasgow City. Is that would be ideal? There's the man. Are there pies at Glasgow City, or do you have to bring your sandwich and a fruit? Pies, pints, and you can take your own, but you don't twenty white. But hopefully they'll allow the kiosks and that to be open at that point. With yeah. the plastic spoons, do we take them or do they get taken off us? You can't eat. You can't stand at the football and eat a yogurt. I honestly can't believe I've just had to say that. I never thought. Of that Who brings a yogurt? I've seen. I've seen, I've seen somebody eat an you? apple. An apple at the football. <laughs> Telling you, see some sites at Fur Hill. Honest to God, dude. Pumas gets put out with carrots. They're sitting in the stands having like six by Nichols. You can't have a yogurt at the football and you can't bring your own spoon and you shouldn't be putting burger sauce on ham sandwiches. So, John, you did all those things. No, I didn't. I did one of those things. Did you not take a yogurt? No. You just made that up. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think the problem the problem with taking a yogurt is you've got to take one of those little ice packs and that's a hassle. The problem is that um, I, I mentioned that I had a, a, had a pack lunch made up there were sandwiches <laughs> in it and you just jumped jumped in and said oh I you must have the yogurt you wish you hadn't told people that now yeah. It's a bit like Why, the, it's a bit like when like it used to be Chris you and me that did the podcast one of us couldn't make it you knew fine well whatever the deal excuse was that you couldn't make it was never getting used. So if I just make this up, I thought you had this, a ham sandwich and I didn't even know about the burger sauce. That was supposed to be a private thing. Some <laughs> sort of yogurt in a cheese string. What? <laughs> You're making up the biggest lot of crap. Not a no. cheese string, you should get yes. a job in the media, Scott. <laughs> job at the Daily Record. <laughs> you can't have just had a sandwich and a packed lunch. because I would, You wouldn't say, I got a packed lunch. You'd say, I had a sandwich. So there must Aye. be another item in the packed lunch. Daily Dunkers or something. What's the Daily Dunkers? No, it was like, like crisps and um, you know, a cup of bars of chocolate and stuff. That was crisps and a, crisps, it was crisps and a penguin. <laughs> I wish it was a penguin. Hard. I love a penguin. Oh, hey, favourite no. like flavour of crisps? Salt and vinegar. Or Scott, no walkers Scott, with onion. Scott Mc, uh, Johnson, because I'm pointing at you. You can't tell I'm pointing at you because I can point at any of Scott Johnson. Packet what? of crisps. Uh, scampi fries. Oh, dear. Good for a pint. Uh, John, what is your favourite? Um, McCoy's cheddar and onion. I'm surprised it's not already salted, John. I was expecting that one to be one from you. <laughs> <laughs> your, your ham sandwich to ready salted crisps. Uh, Chris? Oh, pack of onion monster munch. Oh, no, 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 John. People's onion walkers. You want people's onion see, walkers. That, that's a packet you would have in your pack lunch, but you'd be getting the kids, other kids would try to steal your snack because they have ready salted walkers. Uh, Scott McGill? Um, smoky bacon, bacon, potato crisps, mate. They're Irish. They're tremendous. I like specifics. Specifics mm. is always good. They've got a park. They've got a theme park as well called Tato Park. Brilliant. Full of crisps. Brilliant. Have they? Honestly, mm-hmm. full of crisps. Yeah. That's no, like, uh, that's like, a, like a campaign. Here's a thing well. I, I don't like. Right, you got all these Kingdom of Sweets and all that nonsense. How come there's no one like Kingdom of Greasy crisps? Like a crisp Kingdom of crisps. There is. There's an island. You just told you. <laughs> it's Tato Park, mate. Yeah, theme park. So, <laughs> I, can, so I can Is go, a roller, I can go on a roller coaster while we eat uh-huh. a pack of crisps. Tato Park, yes, it's there. But, yeah, so, but is it roller coasters or is it like a crisp uh-huh, museum? 
No, it's a theme park. What else is there at the theme park? Loads of crisps and bread. Is it a potato dipper? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the names of them are right enough, but... Um... So, honestly, is someone, be- is has, someone has honestly thought, what do people like? Right, they like roller coasters and they like crisps. Right, well, here's the situation. Sea and Ireland are famous for potatoes. And oh, your favourite type of potatoes is crisps. <laughs> but they're not famous for roller coasters, I didn't think. No, but that was just, they've played off that, do you know what I mean? And then they 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 have have a good time. They have a good time. They said, what's the best thing to do? Roller coasters, what's the other thing we like doing? Potatoes mm. and mm. we've it together. It was either oh, that or Guinness, oh, but you're not wanting to go to a Guinness themed theme park, are you? Because you'll end up coming flying off it. Aye. Yeah, that's fair. Is it better than Strathclyde Park with M&Ds and um, Cadonas and Aberdeen? <laughs> That's like Fear Factor. Actually, do you know what? I've often been... Depends what your interest is, isn't it? Because Strathclyde Park's known as for something else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You do with pets. <laughs> what are you about to say there? I'm sorry. <laughs> Quite often when I go to Cadonas, what I think is, do you know what? I wish there were more crisps. So, <laughs> possibly, there is a gap in the market there. Exactly. You can have crisps at the football. That's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless they're £2.50 for a bag. Yeah, that's not a few of the Pringles would not be acceptable at the football because that looks like that would be a bit much. But oh, oh here, here's a thing. Did any of you see the things you can get? And that's like three foot high Pringles. Mm. How are you going to get to the bottom? You tip upside down. <laughs> John, how could you take them in your fleece, mate? Transport this lunch. What did you transport it in? Did you have like a packed lunchbox? No, oh, it, ba- it was a plastic bag. Oh, ten bags. That was what they acceptable to bring into Hamden. Oh, I didn't. I didn't cross my mind. Because I knew that you got cups of water, and I, I no point did I think I would make a packed lunch. And I've got my wife to make the one, so I didn't have a packed lunch. You offered. That was the difference. Here's a question, and I won't tell any any tales on you. Did you sneak in any prosecco? No. Oh, right. Okay. Too nervous. Too nervous. I've actually never. The only time I've ever oh my god, trouble with this. The only time I've ever had a like drink at a football game that you would be allowed to have a drink at was a genuine accident. I got the train from Glasgow to Larbert and had in my pocket for the train, you know those like mini bottles of red wine you can get? Yep. Like in like supermarket, little ones. I had two of those for the train. I only drank one on the train, and without thinking, I just put the other one in my coat pocket. Went into the game all fine. Went to put my hands in my pockets with my gloves on, and I was like, oh my. And I thought, better to drink it than get caught like, on the way out with it. That's but it was sick. a genuine, honest mistake. Sensible. So that was when I went to Stenhouse Muir, and I still feel bad, and I won't do it again. Well, why would you get checked in your way out? I don't know. I've never been to Stenhouse Square before. It was all very different. Yeah, you didn't get checked Scott, either, Scott, if you seen how many, if you seen how many uh, likes that Erin got in her Taps Off post, you'd see why she would get checked and checked out. And on that note, we should probably wrap up. Thank you. Yeah. Good night for the season. Goodbye. We'll see you season 11. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.
that's slagged us off And you thought we were down and out We came back scrapping Just to show what we're all about The grit in our teeth Now the world's out of feet Wherever it takes us Whatever it takes Oh Scotland We're one in the same Oh Scotland We'll do it again We're all in this together We'll take on all the pressure Oh Scotland, Scotland, Scotland We'll beat it again We're gearing up for battle To hold down Hampton Castle our heroes of tomorrow are coming today That's when our gears were stopping We're rolling out and topping Wherever it takes us, whatever it takes Oh, Scotland We're one in the same Scotland, we'll do it again. We're all in this together. We'll take on all the pressure. Oh, Scotland, 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 we'll beat it again. What of us? Fate, passion, toughness, scars, and the hunting Oh, Scotland, we'll do it again. We're all in this together. We'll take on all the pressure. Oh, Scotland, 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 we'll beat it again. Scotland, Scotland, we'll beat it again. 
Oh, Scotland, Scotland, Scotland will be there again. <laughs>